Today's show is dedicated towards answering the 10 most common questions homeowners have about solar power. Like many home improvement projects, solar power can be complicated. And unfortunately, we in the solar industry make it worse. Sometimes we speak a completely different language. I've learned more TLAs, that's three-letter acronyms, than I can count. So I'll try and translate solar speak into plain English. Over the past dozen years, I've heard almost every conceivable question about rooftop solar power. So let's start from the top with the most uh, popular first question. How much does a solar system cost? Well, the more solar panels you put on your roof, the more it's going to cost. The costs are also dependent on the type of roof you have and the electrical connections that you need to install the system. If you have enough roof space, your installer should size a system that will meet your entire electrical usage. Many people decide instead to just offset some of their electrical usage, and many people also just install a smaller, I call it a starter system now, so that they can add panels later. Now, if you're thinking about installing a smaller system now and adding on later, you need to have the right system design to avoid high costs down the road. Some inverters aren't really compatible with additional panels, and you don't want to have to change everything. Now, not surprisingly, the costs that an install installer charges are dependent on the overhead structure of that installer, kind of how they run their business. What I've seen is that the bigger the installer and the larger the territory they cover, the higher their costs. They've got more overhead. They've got more people. They've got a bigger corporate structure. So like any home improvement project, smaller local companies have the best pricing and typically provide the best service. So let's get specific about what these costs are. Uh, the average size system in California is about 5,000 watts, and that's about 20 solar panels. The uh, California Energy Commission maintains a database under the Solar Initiative, and they track all the costs of every system. So when I kind of look on that database, I see that these average costs for a 5,000-watt system are ranging from about $18,000 to $30,000. And that's for the same 20-panel system. So you can see there's a pretty big variety, pretty big range there. Now, that eighteen dollars to $30,000 is not what you're going to pay because you can immediately knock 30% off those costs because of the investment tax credit. The federal government has a 30% tax credit on systems. So 30% off of that means that the average system costs are something in the range of 12600 to 21000 That's the range that you see among different installers in California. Now, what also happens is because of the high fixed permitting and design costs, every system needs to have electrical drawings, inspections, permission from the utility. It's a lot of fixed costs, so it's typically not cost-effective to install just one or two panels. You're not going to be able to find an installer that's going to put in the four or $5,000 of permitting work um, and, and inspection and PG&E work just to put in a few panels. So the smallest system we install at Cinnamon Solar is about 12 solar panels, which is going to cost you about $7,000 after the federal tax credit, and that's for a straightforward installation. Now, many people finance their system, and if you finance your system, some of these solar bank loans um, also cover the investment tax credits here. Your out-of-pocket costs can be zero, and that's something that a lot of people appreciate. You know, Basically, put solar on your roof, don't have to lay out any money, you finance the whole thing. I'm going to talk more about financing later, but the financing that many people like the best are what I call solar bank loans. Um, HELOCs, or home equity loans, are also very, very popular. And then solar leases have been very popular in California over the last few years. But economically, um, they're under pressure from some of these more attractive interest rate bank loans. Okay, question number two. What will I save from my rooftop solar system? Well, once again, the more solar panels you have on the roof, the more electricity you're going to generate, and the more you're going to save. 
Your savings are also based on your marginal electric rate. Um, your marginal electric rate is kind of like your marginal income tax rate. The more electricity you use, the higher your electric rate is, just like your taxes. The, the, the more income you have, the more percentage you pay in taxes. So the way this works is we in the solar industry can kind of get an idea of what your marginal rate is by the net size of your monthly electric bill. So if your monthly electric bill is less than about $100 a month, that's, that's great for you because you have relatively low electricity costs per kilowatt hour, something in the range of 15 to 20 cents a kilowatt hour. That's good, but the solar panels you put on your roof are only going to save you 15 or 20 cents a kilowatt hour. The flip side of it is for people who have higher electric bills, $150 a month, $200 a month, $300 a month, um, solar makes terrific sense because when your bills are that high, you're usually up in the higher rate tiers and you're paying 30, 34 cents or more for electricity. And that's really common. Um, you know, anybody that has air conditioning, a swimming pool, a lot of home electronics can very, very easily find themselves in that top rate tier paying hundreds of dollars a month for electricity. And, uh, that's where solar starts to make a lot of sense. So if you're in those higher rate tiers, that 5,000-watt, 20-panel system can save you 2000 to $2,500 a year, and now you're into the range of a five-year payback, which is pretty darn good. Okay, question number three. How long is it going to take to install a solar system on my house? That's a pretty easy question to answer because the California Solar Initiative also keeps good statistics on the number of days it takes for every company to install a system. When I looked at that database recently, the average time from when a homeowner signed up to get a system till when they got final approval from the utility ranged from about 75 days, that's like the fastest, um, and that's typically from the smaller local companies, to well over 200 days for the larger companies. Uh, what I've also seen is if you have uh, third-party ownership or leasing financing, and leasing is done through a third party, that makes the process take longer because a third-party owner has to get involved in the paperwork process and validate things. There's just more work to do. Um, so, so why does it take so long? Well, there's a lot of steps that are involved in getting a system. A good installer is going to make this whole process transparent, but there's still a lot of things that go on in the background. The first thing you have to do as an installer is get a building permit for the system. And depending on your community, getting that building permit can take, say, a week to two to three weeks. Once that building permit is in hand, the installer knows, okay, I've got the details of exactly what the city's going to allow me to install. They can kind of go ahead. Um, the job's typically scheduled, and most installers will be on the roof from one to two or three days, depending on the size of the system. So the actual physical installation work goes fairly quickly. Once the installation is done, you need to get a local building inspection. That's when the building inspector comes out, goes up on the roof, looks at the electrical connections, makes sure everything is done according to code. And, and once that signed-off building permit is complete, then the installer can apply to the utility for getting a new solar meter. And this is where the biggest delay comes in. Um, the utilities typically have to come out, put a new meter on the system, and that process takes, I'd say, at best about 45 days, sometimes a little bit longer. Um, we're pretty fortunate here in California where the local utilities are fairly responsive to that, but I've seen other locations around the country where you know, it could take literally six months. So once that meter's in, the utilities signed off on the system. They send you an interconnection letter, also sometimes an email. That's when you can turn the system on and you're ready to go. Um, and, and you can see all these steps cause those delays. Local companies like Cinnamon Solar typically will work more quickly. They're more flexible. They're more responsive. And then the bigger you know, companies that have to cover a larger range, um, they just have a lot more things to keep track of, and that's why their installations sometimes take a little bit longer. Okay, question number four. Why is Cinnamon Solar 
back in the installation business. Well, I built the first national-scale residential solar installation company, Akina Solar, from about 2001 to 2010. That company was very successful. We did something in the neighborhood of 10,000 installations all over the country, and the company was sold last year. But I like doing solar installations, and I like helping homeowners save money. I also don't like utilities ripping off homeowners because uh, there's a cheaper way for you to get your electricity, and that's from a rooftop solar power system. So people started contacting me, and, and I just saw an opportunity to continue do, to do what I really like, which is installing solar. Kind of got the band back together. Uh, but this time, just focusing on doing work only in Silicon Valley. That's the best way for us to provide the lowest prices and the best customer service because our territory is limited. We don't have to worry about, you know, getting in a truck and driving 50 miles or, you know, getting on a plane and, and you know, going and uh, meet with people in different offices. For me, it's very satisfying when customers cut their electric bills, often close to zero. So as far as the territory that we like to cover, I just kind of look at it from the standpoint of, you know, exercise. If I can't ride my bicycle from our office to your house, you're outside of our territory. Now, obviously, we've got trucks that are going to be doing the installation work, but that's just kind of how I define the area that Cinnamon Solar is going to cover in um, Silicon Valley. Question number five, what is a solar lease or a PPA? Well, when solar equipment was expensive, the only way to make the numbers work out for customers was with long-term financing. Uh, solar leases and power purchase agreements, that's a TLA, uh, Power Purchase Agreement or PPA, were great innovations because what they did is they allowed customers to spread the payments out for their system over 15 to 20 years. And the you know, systems were expensive, you know, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. And only by spreading it out over 15 to 20 years were you able to kind of get to this positive cash flow point. Now, things have changed. The downside right now is that when you sign up for a solar lease or a power purchase agreement, a third party actually owns that system on your roof, some other entity. It's another company somewhere. And they're going to want to make sure that for 15 or 20 years, you continue to make them payments. It's just like any contract design. They'll also uh, make sure that if you want to get out of the lease or change your mind or do something else, you kind of have to pay them the residual value of the system. So that becomes kind of a problem for people who are thinking about, you know, I might not be in my house for 15 years, so they don't want to be locked into making that commitment for 15 or 20 years. Now, from a financial stand standpoint, think about it. Solar's a great deal. You've got four to eight-year paybacks for systems. Um, if you put that system in, that's the payback you're going to get. And the PPA and the leasing companies are smart. They make a lot of money long-term over that investment too. So if, if you're owning the system, you basically get the direct benefit of those savings after it pays back. Whereas if you lease it, uh, the leasing company is going to get the vast majority of the benefits. Yes, you'll cut your electric bill a little bit, but it's not going to be that um, significant. Now, things have changed. Costs have plummeted down you know, to less than half of what they were. You no longer need to finance it through a lease and be locked in because there are banks that are willing to lend specifically for a rooftop solar power system. And when you go through that process, you get a much better return on investment. Now, for more information about solar leases and PPAs, see the links on our website at cinnamonsolar.com. Post your energy questions on the Cinnamon Solar website at cinnamonsolar.com or go to our Facebook page or LinkedIn pages. We're also available to take your solar-related questions anytime at 408-883-7000. If you have any other energy-related questions, feel free to post these questions to the Cinnamon Solar website at cinnamonsolar.com or go to our Facebook or LinkedIn pages. We're available to take your solar-related questions anytime at 408-883-7000. We'll try to answer all of your energy questions on our next show. Now, every week we're going to do an energy tip. 
Here's the energy saving tip of the week. I guarantee that if you follow these tips, you'll noticeably cut your home energy bills. So our first tip is buy a remote control power strip for your home entertainment system. I bet you didn't know that each of the gadgets that you have in your entertainment system consume power even when you think they're off. They consume a lot of power. We call them vampire power loads. They're sucking power out of that outlet at night. So what you do is you plug your TV, your stereo, your DVD player into that remote control power strip. Probably don't want to connect your DVR or your cable modem in because you want those to be powered up constantly. But the other devices, you want to turn them off really off. So when, you're, when you want to watch TV or listen to the music, just push the little remote uh, control key fob, kind of like a car door unlocker, and that will automatically turn the power on to everything that's connected to that power strip. When you're done watching TV, click the off button. Now this, this kind of helps a lot because it's much more convenient than crawling behind the cabinet with your entertainment system where you've got that little switch on the power strip. So how much can this save? Well, the first time I tried this, I was pretty surprised. The total power draw from my, my TV, the entertainment toys, the, the stereo, when everything was off, was about 50 watts. Now, 50 watts doesn't sound like much. That's like a light bulb, right? But that's 50 watts 24-7. That adds up to 438 kilowatt hours for the year. And at 25 cents a kilowatt hour, kind of typical here in Silicon Valley, that's $110 a year. So it adds up. They have these remote control power strips at hardware stores for about 40 bucks. And I have two of them in my house, one in my living room and one in my office. Question number six, should I lease a solar system or should I buy it? Well, over the past few years, rooftop solar equipment has become standardized and much less expensive. When I started doing installations in 2001, that typical 5,000-watt system could cost $50,000. Now, it's as little as $18,000. And if you take out the investment tax credit, that means that the cost for those typical systems are around $12,500, maybe more if it's a complicated roof. So um, historically, leased systems have been very, very popular. But in California... With these low solar prices, higher electric rates, and lots of sun, um, in most cases, it's better to use a solar loan or purchase a system directly rather than sign up for some kind of long-term lease or PPA financing where a third party is going to own that system. The reason is that your paybacks for a loan or a purchase system are about four to eight years, after which all the electricity that's generated by the system is totally free. The purchase economics are much better if you buy it or take out a loan. So let's look at what your annual costs would be over the life of the system for a typical 5,000-watt system. If you didn't have any solar, your electricity costs over 25 years would be about $92,000. It's a lot of money, but 25 years, it adds up. If you were to lease a solar system over that 25-year period, your electricity costs plus your ongoing lease payments would be about $82,000. So granted, you're saving about $10,000, but it's not a tremendous amount. But $10,000 is good, and going solar is good. Here's where it starts to make a lot of sense. If you take out a solar bank loan or a home equity loan so that you own the system, and after four to eight years, <clears throat> you get all the benefits, your total costs over that 25-year period would be about $42,000. Um, in the first period of time, you'd be paying off that loan, but after the loan is paid off, you get all the benefits. The best is if you purchase the system for cash, you have no interest payments and no lease payments at all. Your total costs for electricity over that 25-year period would be about $39,000, and that's including the cost of the system. So basically, the advice is with today's low, low solar prices and low solar bank loans, leasing is not a great deal. Okay, question number seven. 
what are the best financing options for a system? Well, if you ask your accountant, he or she will probably tell you that the best financing option is to pay for your system with cash. For example, if your system has a six-year payback, that's kind of in the middle of the range, your return on investment for that system is going to be about 17%. That's pretty darn good. You can't get that return anywhere else. It's almost it's guaranteed as long as the sun shines. So what you do is you take money out of your money market account, which is you know earning a whopping 1% interest, and then that's also taxable, and you invest it in rooftop solar where you're getting a 17% return on investment. It's a no-brainer. Now, I hate to use that term, but in this case putting that solar on your roof and, and taking the money out of a cash or a very low interest rate account makes a tremendous amount of sense. Now, the flip side of it is that's why there's so many companies that are pushing leases. They want to get that 17% rate of return, not you. So it's another no-brainer. Figure out if you can in any way find a way to finance the system or if you have cash, that system's going to make much more sense if, if you put it on your roof and you're going to get that benefit. So here at Cinnamon Solar, we recommend these solar bank loans um, home equity loans or paying cash for the system because that's going to give the homeowners the best rate of return over the life of the system. Now, note that we make absolutely no money on the financing, but we believe that kind of bank financing or cash financing is the best. So, for example, for that typical 5,000-watt system, 20 solar panels, let's look at it on a monthly basis. Your old electric bill was $272 a month. Your new electric bill, including the loan payment, this is if you take out a solar loan, it's $206 a month. So you're saving immediately $66 a month. That's pretty darn good. And you've got a six-year payback. Um, once the system's fully paid off, and you can choose different terms of the loan anywhere from five years to 15 years, once that system's fully paid off, your monthly savings are $190 a month. Um, and, and we've done this whole analysis. Try and keep it really, really simple. There's no discount rate. There's no complicated energy escalation rate. It's just straight line. The time frames are fairly quick, and to me, that makes the most sense. So... The other thing is, if you think you may sell your house in fewer than 15 years, you definitely don't want to be locked into a lease because if you do want to move, you're going to be stuck making a very big payment to the leasing company when you move because they're going to want to make sure you pay for the full residual value of the system. Question number eight. What about maintenance for my system? Well, I'm going to tell you a secret. There's almost no maintenance for rooftop solar systems. Rooftop solar systems have no moving parts and use extremely dependable components. Talk to your friends and neighbors who have solar. They're going to tell you that they almost never have a problem. Um, in the dozen years that I've been doing rooftop installations, I've seen maybe three or four solar panels that actually failed, that, that had a manufacturing problem. That's out of literally hundreds of thousands. Um, you know, once in a while, a tree branch may fall on it, in which case it's fairly easy to replace. The other thing is, all the major components in a system carry a 25-year warranty that covers both the parts and replacement labor. So if there's any kind of problem with the inverter or the solar panels, your installer will take care of it, and your installer is backed up by the manufacturer of these components because the manufacturers are obligated to carry that 25-year warranty. There's always going to be somebody there to fix a component or replace something if it breaks. So I would say, in my experience, the experience of lots and lots of customers, maintenance is kind of a, a non-issue. Okay, question number nine. What kind of tax credits and rebates can I get? Well, the big one is the 30% investment tax credit, or ITC. Basically, if your total solar costs are $10,000, you get a tax credit of 30% of that, or $3,000. That's a one-time reduction of your federal tax bill. Very easy to calculate. There's a simple one-page form that you or your accountant can fill out. Now, you may have heard about California rebates. Well, 
in 2001, the California solar rebate started out at $4.5 a watt. So, you know, you're looking at $22,000 rebate um, for that 5,000-watt system. And we needed that rebate back in 2001 because systems were really expensive. But prices have come down, and, and when we designed that incentive program in California, we assumed that, that prices would come down, and eventually you wouldn't need that incentive. Well, this year, the incentive got to zero. There's no more California incentive money. But you know what? It doesn't matter. You've already got a four- to eight-year payback. Equipment costs are low. Uh, electricity prices have gone up, you know, almost double for many people. And um, th- with the investment tax credit, you're already in really, really good shape as far as economics. So there is no more California incentive. And, you know, you should probably ignore the companies that tease you with, with California rebates because they don't exist anymore. Question number 10. What kind of roof is best? Well, the sunnier your roof is, the more electricity you'll produce. Uh, South-facing roofs face the sun most often. If you have an east or west sunny roof, that's also pretty good. East is going to generate more electricity in the morning. West is going to generate more electricity uh, in the afternoon. If your roof is shaded, we're just not going to be able to get enough uh, solar uh, insulation on that roof. It's not going to be good. And if your roof is north-facing, that's also not um, not a good orientation. We can put what's called a reverse tilt on that roof, so we would basically tilt the panels up so that they're facing south. It's a little bit more complicated. Now, as far as roofing materials, the best roofing material for solar is a composition shingle roof. Those are those flexible asphalt shingles, by far the most common type of roofing here in Silicon Valley. They're the easiest ones for installers to work on. If you have a concrete tile, you know, those are like the the heavy stone roofs or metal or a flat roof top, it's a little more complicated but also very straightforward for us to do the installation on. The trickiest ones are the barrel tile or the Spanish tiles. You know, those are the wavy tile rooftops because those are delicate and we just have to be very careful that um, we don't damage the roof when we do the installation. It takes more time. If you have an old roof or a leaky roof, it's better to get a new roof installed first. Uh, No solar installer is going to want to go up there, put in a system, and then find out a year or two later the homeowner says, well, yeah, I want to replace my roof because it's a pain in the neck to take the system off and put it back on. Well, that wraps up our top 10 home solar questions for this show. And that's all the time we have today. 